This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to exciting. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head And a bristling black mustache He growls as he storms the country A villain big and bold And the trees all shake and quiver and quake As he robs them of their gold The autumn wind is a raider Pillaging just for fun He'll knock you round and upside down And laugh when he's conquered and won What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. Your boy Q here with you as always. You know you can always find me on Twitter at your boy Q254, or you can hit up that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. Hopefully everyone out there is staying safe, doing what you got to do. Make sure you protect your family at all times. It's getting really, really crazy out there. Before I get into the teeth of the show, I uh, definitely want to shout out to the Fallen Officers I don't want to get uh, too crazy with everything that's been going on and not recognize that there's some really, really good men in blue that wear badges that take care of us each and every day and make sure that our ourselves and our family are taken care of. And, uh, you know, seeing a, a man in Las Vegas get, uh, you know, gunned down and uh, that's that's not cool at all uh, that's all bad and I know there's other senseless uh, tragedies that are going on as well and of course George Floyd is what this is all kind of uh, stemming from you know that's where everything kind of started and boiled up but at the same time man uh, you know that that kind of that kind of uh, action is is all bad. It's just all bad, and it's really nothing I can say that's like smooth jumping into it. But I, I'll just say that uh, definitely pray for uh, for the fallen officers uh, that are losing uh, you know their lives and have been victims of uh, of senseless violence as well. Uh, no violence is good. None of this violence is good, and really uh, needs to come to a stop. I mean, we're almost looking like we're at a at a war, you know, in, in, in a war setting amongst ourselves. And so something's got to give sooner rather than later. But I uh, just want to say that uh, out of respect for the police officers, out of the 99.9% of the police officers out there that are very good ones. And, and I'll tell you, that's not an easy job. Said it many times before. So coming up on today's show in segment number three of the Locked On Raiders podcast, I got your calls and your texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. Get a handful of calls and a handful of texts. Coming up in segment number two, Peter King, he put out a power rankings. And so I'm going to have that. I put out ESPN's. I talked about ESPN's power rankings, I believe, last week and got a lot of pushback. A lot of people pissed off at ESPN and I brought it to the table. Well, Peter King had one that he put out on Monday and, uh, you know, just checking it out and thinking, okay, 
I think a lot more uh, Raider fans would be interested in this one, and I'm not going to really um, you know, tease it anymore, but I'll just let you know that we'll talk about it coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, give you the news and the notes of the day, as I always do. So the biggest news of the day as far as the NFL goes is that the NFL has told all its teams they must stay at their team facility for this summer's training camps. They sent a memo to teams informing them that they also will not be allowed to hold joint practices with other teams this summer either. It had developed into a popular practice in recent years, and as you remember, the Raiders, they had their scrimmage or they had their joint practices with the Rams in 2019 up in Napa, so that's not going to be happening, and I think that that really is more effective, in my opinion, more effective than even when they do the preseason games. I think you get more out of practicing against another team than you do during the preseason games, which as of the last few years, preseason games have basically been a whole lot of nothing. If you want to look back at uh, what happened last year, 10 NFL teams held training camp at least 10 miles away from their training facilities that includes the bills the panthers the bears the cowboys the colts the chiefs the rams the steelers the redskins and of course the raiders this year all teams will be required to hold camps at their facilities and you know this is a a, another issue that uh you know we kind of talked about last week that it could be a possibility just because everything has been going on with the pandemic and uh the nfl and the nflpa they put out a, a statement saying that they wanted to limit the need for travel and also limit the risk of maintaining two facilities they wanted to focus all on one again last year 10 teams had camp away from facility this year it will be none so what does that mean well that means that the raiders won't have training camp in napa so, I mean, that's just as simple as that. The Henderson facility, it's on schedule to be completed in the month of June, which is the month we're in right now, and then they'll be able to roll from there. Teams are most likely to add a week at the start of camp since all offseason workouts have been wiped out due to the pandemic so far for the Raiders, and they haven't given any kind of update on a timeline, but they have online meetings through June 25th. No official guidelines on a timeline set after that. So right now, the Raiders are all taking part in online meetings, and that goes through basically the end of June, June 25th. Again, that's according to Vic Tafer and uh, earlier the news about just training camps in general. That was according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. So again, the Raiders will be ha- handling all their business in Henderson and that's something I said I think last week that I think is a good idea anyway one for all the travel two, just get used to your facilities get used to your home you know with everything that's been going on all the craziness do you really need to be away from your family probably not and plus you're you're opening up a new facility anyway you might as well take advantage of it get used to it get used to the Las Vegas climate because I mean that's what you're going to be playing in so you might as well go ahead and handle your business so even if the NFL hadn't said that all teams are going to have to do this I would think that it would be a good idea for the Raiders anyway even though I know everyone loved Napa and look Napa wasn't going to continue to be a thing anyway most likely after this year I know Mark Davis had mentioned after 2019 that there was a good chance it wouldn't happen after 2020 well now it's not going to happen anymore again you want to make sure that the travel is you know is covered and taken care of and and you just don't want to have to worry about a whole lot when you really don't know there's so much uncertainty about what's going on as far as the pandemic and look because of everything that's been going on with George Floyd and the the protests and and all the the chaos at the the riots and stuff I mean a lot of folks aren't talking about the pandemic yet or right now, but it's still going on. So it's something to still be cautious about because it's not gone away just because something, uh, another pandemic to say the least, is, uh, is taking over. So it's, uh, it's, it's something that is a, is a concern for the NFL, and now it's not going to be left up to the teams to make a decision. The Raiders will hold their training camp in 
Henderson, and I'm okay with that. I think that's a great idea, and I think it'll just set them up for success. And uh, like I said, they'll be able to go to their homes, be able to get into their own beds, and then head back to camp. And I know that everyone likes to get focused and locked in and you know get their mind right when it comes to just training camp and knowing you don't have any distractions. But in everything that's going on, I think in th- these days and times, I think it's just fine. So the Raiders will definitely be in Henderson when training camp opens up. And my final piece of news is not really a big deal, but uh, Mad Max Crosby has joined the club. And the club I'm talking about, the Tattoo Club, the Raider Tattoo Club. Him, Josh Jacobs, and Cleef Earl, all second-year guys now, all tatted up with the Raider shield either on their – I think it's all on their arm. But Mad Max Crosby, he actually took to Twitter to show off his Raider tattoo on his arm on Monday. Josh Jacobs, he showed it off on Instagram the other day. Cleef Earl, he was the first one to uh, to have the, the Raider tat on his arm. So uh, these young Raiders, proud to be rocking the silver and black proud to be a member of the the Raiders are all tatted up and again that has nothing to do with their play on the field not really big time newsworthy just thought it was really cool that these young guys who were all rookies last year have dove so deep into the Raiders organization that they decided to go ahead and and get those tats on their arms and and look I know it's a different day and time and a lot of young cats and, and look if I had the money I would too just get you know sleeved up and everything and just have you tell your story you know through your artwork and so I mean that could always be one one of the reasons why they did it and the fact that the team is the the ones that drafted them and that's all great but thought it was kind of cool to see these guys tatted up especially in a day and time when you know free agency is one of those things and and they just bounce out and, and players aren't really that loyal to teams anymore and look when push comes to shove if these guys are up for contracts and and the Raiders ain't trying to pay what they want I mean they'll bounce too but again just kind of thought that it was it was pretty cool to see them uh get inked up with that uh, that Raiders tattoo Mad Max Crosby actually had some cats his tattoo artist from the Bay actually head all the way to Vegas. He put out a picture of him, and he was like in the street, and uh, and, and they're the ones who tatted him up. And I I just thought that that was pretty cool, so I thought I'd bring that to the table. I actually meant to mention it yesterday, but just ran out of time in segment number one, so I knew I had a couple extra seconds here in segment number one today. So I thought I'd go ahead and bring that to the table. So that's all I got for you in segment number one. Little news and notes of the day coming up in segment number two. Peter King's power rankings. Where do the Raiders rank? They didn't rank too high as far as ESPN was concerned last week. So where does Peter King have them ranked? We'll find out next. Before we get into that, though, I want to tell you about the Built Bar. BuiltBar.com, that's the website that you need to go to. Toffee Almond is the one that I had this morning. Really, really good. Again, man, I, I cannot be happier with the three flavors that I picked. Coconut Almond, Toffee Almond, Salted Caramel Chocolate. Those are the ones I got, but they have so many different flavors. And they even have, and I'm going to order this next time I order, and now I'm kind of hooked on ordering them, especially because they're not very expensive either, but they're just they're really good. I'm also going to order those uh, little boosts that you put in the water. Kind of give you a little bit of boost without drinking an energy drink and I'm not gonna lie ever since I've been in radio since 99 I've been an energy drink dude I'm on my rock star kick right now but I do like those uh those built bar their little power boost the little powder that you add to water that's some good stuff as well and that's not even what I'm really trying to talk to you about but just that's a little side note so uh, go to their website just check it out on their website it's simple builtbar.com I've been telling you about it for a while use the promo code locked on get ten dollars off your first box again builtbar.com promo code locked on Get $10 off your first box. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. It is time to take a look at Mr. Peter King, Mr. Monday Morning Quarterback, Mr. Everything, end-all, be-all when it comes to the NFL. If his name is around it, you know it's National Football League related. He put out power rankings. As a matter of fact, he did it on Monday. I'm bringing it to the table today on Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. And look, this is the deal about it, man. ESPN, they put theirs out in May. A lot of people were upset, didn't like what uh, they had to say about just about anything. And that's fine. I mean, everyone's, you know, they're they're allowed to have their own opinion. Not mad at that. Peter King is putting his out in June. And this is the thing. Writers got to write. Talk show hosts have got to host and talk. And podcasters, they got to podcast and host. And I mean, and talk. You know, that's just what it is. There's just things that we have to do as, well, doing our job and just, you know, kind of bring some fun conversation to the table. So don't get real bent out of shape uh, too often. I, I wouldn't never take it, you know, worth a whole lot. Like, really take it too seriously. But at the same time, I do kind of like to think and see and read what other people that have been covering the game for quite a long time, longer than I have, what they have to think. So this is Peter King from a Monday Morning Quarterback, what he put out as far as his power rankings. And it's funny because he started things off by basically saying he hates putting out power rankings. He just doesn't. He said, today I'm engaging in the annual exercise of idiocy. <laughs> it has no official name. I call it ranking the teams from 1 to 32 after the offseason, a.k.a. NFL power rankings. So, I mean, I'll let you know, he's not taking himself too seriously either, but this is how he brought it to the table. So, if you remember correctly, I believe what ESPN had the Raiders ranked 20 23rd or something it was it was really really low didn't really expect uh, a whole lot out of the Raiders in uh, in 2020 that was according to ESPN well Peter King is just a little bit different so I'm not going to go through all the teams not all 32 teams but I am interested in going through the AFC West and seeing where he has them ranked and he doesn't have how many wins he doesn't give a win trajectory but he just has them ranked as far as power rankings I think Raider Nation will enjoy this more than they enjoyed ESPN's so let's actually go ahead and start at the bottom. Let's not reveal number one immediately. I think that everyone could guess who number one's going to be. But let's just go ahead and start at the bottom. Who is the lowest team ranked in the AFC West, according to Peter King? And what does he have to say about that? He has the lowest ranked AFC West team coming in at number 23. And that team is not the Raiders. That team is... The L.A. Chargers. The Chargers come in at number 23, according to Peter King in his power rankings, and this is what he has to say about the Chargers. The NFL schedule release showed what it thinks of the Chargers. An October Monday night at the Saints. A December Thursday night game at the Raiders. In other words, the league thinks the Chargers will rebound from 5'11 with two new quarterbacks and a retooled defense. But skepticism of the home crowd of the new SoFi Stadium, or lack thereof, put them on the road for the two prime timers. The Chargers could be 8th in these rankings, and they could be 24th. So much depends on how Tyrod Taylor plays early. He said, let's reflect on Taylor's three-year run as Buffalo starter after backing up Joe Flacco in Baltimore for four years. 63% passer, not a risk taker. 51 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, 92.5 rating, rushed for between 420 and 580 yards each year, let go after leading the Bills to the playoffs in 2017, but scoring just three points in the postseason loss at Jacksonville. 
He said the players here respect the hell out of him, according to Chargers coach Anthony Lynn. But when you draft a quarterback six overall, it's pretty clear your team retains doubts about the incumbent. As for Herbert, this is a perfect spot for him. He's a West Coast kid, never lived anywhere but Oregon, and now his practice facility and agents and friends are in Orange County. Should be a good learning environment. The defense should keep the Chargers in games. The free agent signing a cornerback Chris Harris Jr. can fill a both slot and outside corner. It's a good one. First-round linebacker Kenneth Murray should anchor the front seven from day one. So he has the Chargers ranked 23rd in the power ranking of 1 through 32. So the next team up in Peter King's power rankings He has them from the AFC West representing at number 20. And at number 20, he has the Denver Broncos. Denver's gone 5-11, 6-10, and 7-9 in the last three years. Those three losing seasons match the total of Broncos' previous 22 years, which is why the emergency button has been pressed in the office of franchise architect John Elway. Said the Broncos acquire some short-term adrenaline for the defense in trades. Uh, defensive tackle Jarrell Casey, cornerback A.J. Boyer. Bradley Chubb comes back to try to fulfill the pass rush promise that he flashed briefly as a rookie since he was the fifth overall pick two years ago. He goes on to say, I trust Vic Fangio to put together a defense at least as solid as last year when the Broncos held eight of their last 12 foes to 20 points or less. Fangio will be tested early, though. Denver opens up with the resurgent Titans, Steelers, and Bucks in the first three weeks. Derrick Henry, Big Ben, and Tom Brady, those are some tests. Of course, Elway decided to try to match nuclear arsenals in Kansas City in the offseason, adding receivers Jerry Judy, speedy K.J. Hamler with the first two picks, Denver may have the best young skill group in the NFL with Judy, Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton at wideout, Noah Fan at tight end, and Gordon to supplement two-time 1,000-yard rusher Philip Lindsay in the backfield. Few quarterbacks have as much pressure entering the season as Drew Locke, the 2018 second-rounder with all of five NFL stars to his name. This is going to be a fun team to watch. I can see the Broncos in a rising division anywhere between second and fourth, anywhere between six and 11 wins. That's for the 20th-ranked Denver Broncos in the AFC West, according to Peter King. So you scroll up from 20 and you keep going, you keep going, you're looking for the next team in the AFC West, you jump all the way into the top 10 and you find the Las Vegas Raiders there at number eight. So that's a lot different than what ESPN said when they had the Raiders ranked in the 20s. Peter King has them number eight in his power rankings, and he says this is going to be a fun floor show in the new Allegiant Stadium in the first year ever for an NFL franchise in Nevada. It's a shame, really, that crowds may not be able to flock to see this team due to the pandemic. What fun it could be with the speedy Henry Ruggs III paired with returning Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro and with twin Third round picks, Lynn Bowden and Brian Edwards fighting for receiver snaps too. Tight end Darren Waller's emerging star and could get a few snaps stolen by in the twilight Jason Witten with a strange stop at 38 on his late career tour. He goes on to say GM Mike Mayock paid so much attention to the offense because it was simply too inconsistent last year. The Raiders scored 24 points or less each week in the last six, going one in five down the stretch. That led to the Raiders kicking the tires on Tom Brady in March. Derek Carr knows and doesn't seem to care. I probably like the Raiders more than most because of the offense improvement and because of four defensive additions. Defensive end Carl Nassib, inside linebackers Corey Littleton and Nick Kwiatkowski, and cornerback Prince of Makamura. Decent year in 2019 in Chicago, very good in 2018. There's a good chance that the significantly better AFC West will neuter the progress of the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos all have made because they'll all unmistakably improve. But the first edition of an NFL team in Vegas is absolutely a fascinating one. So there's Peter King right there talking about the Raiders, where he has their power ranking number eight. He has them in the top 10. He has them ahead of Dallas at nine and Pittsburgh at 10. Now you want to talk about some respect. 
that's some respect right there. Obviously, you know, the last team left in the AFC West is the first team that he has ranked, period. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't really have to talk about the Chiefs. I think everyone knows what the Chiefs bring to the table, and he's basically going to reiterate that. But real quickly, I'll go through the top 10. I just think that at number eight, giving the Raiders that kind of love is really, really a sign of respect and shows that he believes in what John Gruden and Mike Mayock have built. Now, again, like he said, the AFC West is a very tough division. All the teams have improved. All the teams have uh, got a lot better offensively trying to compete with the Chiefs. But I do believe that the Raiders have an opportunity, which goes back to what I said uh, a while back, that I expect that the Raiders have an opportunity to make the playoffs. Now, if they don't, there's multiple reasons why they don't. But I do believe they have an opportunity. And I'm going into 2020 believing that they should be aiming for the playoffs and that that should be the goal for this season for the team. So quickly going through the top 10, the Kansas City Chiefs, he has it number one. The Ravens, he has it number two. The New Orleans Saints, he has power ranked number three. San Francisco, the 49ers, he has them at number four. He has Tampa Bay all the way up at number five. I can't really say that I 100% agree with that, but we all know what that's all about. Number 12 is there. At number six, Peter King has power ranked Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks are in at number six. Tennessee, the Titans, who uh, have Derrick Henry returning, and uh, they also have Ryan Tannehill, who just got a big fat contract, basically off the legs of uh, Derrick Henry, has him ranked at number seven. And then the Raiders at number eight, the Cowboys at number nine, and the Pittsburgh Steelers round out the top ten. So, again, pretty impressed that he has the Raiders all the way up in the top eight, or top, yeah, top eight. I expected him to be outside of the top ten, according to Peter King, but uh, again, showing a lot of respect for the Raiders. So, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like I said, I know a lot of people were pissed off at what ESPN had to say about the Raiders and their power rankings, and that's fine. It is all good. Would love to hear your thoughts on what Peter King had to say. 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line. You can also hit me up on Twitter at any time, at your boy Q254, and uh, yeah, give me your feedback there. It is all good. Coming up next, segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. This is the Locked On Raiders podcast. But before I get into that, I got to tell you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they got everything. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. They even got new carpet. You're trying to make your uh, your car really nice. Maybe you're trying to shine it up real quick, and then you're going to you know, maybe trade it in or something like that, and you need some new carpet. They can do that, rockauto.com. It doesn't matter if it's for a classic or a car that you drive every single day or, like I said, maybe something that you're trying to uh, push off from. Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks, and it's delivered directly to your door. How convenient. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and very, very easy to navigate through. Quickly see all the parts available for your car and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You ain't got to do that. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you put in the, the little box that says, how'd you hear about us? Make sure you write locked on so they know that I'm doing my job, all right? Just let them know that, that, that your boy Q sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Segment number three is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. It is your time to shine your calls and your texts. Straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. And really, before we get started, I got I to gotta sound the alarm one time. Yeah, buddy. Marine Raider from the Midwest. Off top, clearly by the alarm sound, and he's a new booty. Calling in to talk about the podcast, the interview with Lucille on Monday, and how much he related to her story and why. Here he is, Marine Raider from the Midwest. Hey, what up, Q? This is uh, Marine Raider calling out from uh, the Midwest out in Kansas. Um, before I go any further, yeah, I'm a new booty too. So uh, I just wanted to you know, let you know that I've been listening to you for about a year now. And uh, I tell you what, man, you know, you have the best podcast that uh, I, I hear uh, that I've heard, especially dealing with sports and um, especially uh, with the in- interview you had with uh, Lucille uh, yesterday. I just got done listening to that podcast and it was such a great interview um, and I could relate to it so in so many ways and even more so because uh, I'm an active duty Marine myself and I've uh, been stationed uh, out here in the Midwest and, you know, doing this for 22 years. But I'm out of originally out of Los Angeles, California, and uh, having an outlet, which was the military when I was 18, to get out of uh, that area, give me a great opportunity to, you know, get out of there, especially after the riots and everything went down. But, uh, you know, I, I thought I was going to do four years and, you know, four turned to 22. Uh, but I'm excited because I'll be moving to 29 Palms, my next duty station, which is only about two and a half hours from Las Vegas. So I'll get to see my favorite team you know, be out there closer, and then two hours to the left, go see, you know, the Dodgers, my favorite baseball team. So it's all good. But you know what? I just wanted to tell you that I love your podcast. You knock it out the park. Um, when I travel, because I travel a lot for work, I always uh, seem to find your podcast and just catch up on it and hear, like, you know, the rest of the Raider Nation and talk about their opinions and everything. And, you know, it's that one love, and that's why I love the Raider Nation so much. And I've been a Raider fan since I was four years old, and my dad, you know, took me to my first game up in L.A. Uh, when he used to be part of the event staff at the Coliseum. So I still remember my first game and Art Shell and Todd Marinovich and Marcus Allen, all that stuff. But uh, you know what? This is uh, I just wanted to call out there and shout out uh, the podcast, shout out you and all the great stuff that you're doing and the rest of Raider Nation. So, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Out. Appreciate the call right there from Marine Raider. Thanks so much for the kind words on the show. Welcome to the podcast family. It's all love and salute to you and your service that you have given to this country. Definitely appreciate that. Congrats on being able to move closer to the Raiders home and also close to the Dodgers. Now, I'll say, I think uh, Mama Q will be cool with you moving close to the Raiders home, but she's not a Dodger fan. She's a, uh, she's a Giants fan, so uh, she might have a little bit of a rivalry with you on that one, but uh, I guess you get a pass. Anyway, now, I appreciate you. You're a good dude, and uh, thank you for, uh, for hitting us up on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Next up is a text from Sean in the SLC. Q, Raider Nation, Sean from the SLC. Awesome pod on Monday. Love hearing from Lucille, and I hope you can do that with more fans. Keep up the good work. Ah, Nation, be safe out there and love everyone, except for those Chief fans. F those guys. (laughs) Sean right there in the SLC. I don't think I have to say anything else, but uh, I think that that text uh, was self-explanatory. So thank you so much for chiming in today. Next up, got a call from RC Raider in the Quad Cities. He says a few things he has to get off his chest, including Chance in the stadium, Derek Carr, and more. Here he is, RC Raider in Quad Cities. Q, Raider Nation. I hope everyone's well. This is RC Raider in the Quad Cities. I got a couple of things that I want to get off my chest. First, I'm so excited 
I'm making plans already to, to go to a home game in Vegas. I'm thinking the Denver game, November 15th. I got one, one, one opinion and one, my thought of my own. I hope and pray to God we don't have those stupid chants that the, uh, in the game that the announcers say one thing and then the crowd says the other. I don't, I don't like in my opinion. I've gone to several games, Kansas City, Tennessee, and they got those stupid chants. We're not in college. We're not a college team. I've been to a college game and they have those chants. Great. But I hope we stay real. And I've been to, I've been to a couple of games in Oakland. We didn't do that. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I, in my opinion, I don't want to do those stupid chants. Uh, second thing about the Derek Carr talk, hate him or love him. I, I was a, I was rooting for him all the way since the preseason where he won the first, the starting until, until the Packers game of last year, October 20th. I was there. I, I got off of that, but that wagon. So many critical mistakes being made in critical times twice in a row or not twice in a row, but the Dallas game, the Packers game, I, I just got off of that wagon. But I hope he just strains up. He will be our quarterback of the of the 2020. And that's all I got to say about that. Good job with doing this podcast, Q. Keep up the good work. Much love. Raider Nation for life. RC Raider right there in the Quad Cities. I don't know if you're a new booty or not. I can't remember. I know we got a couple folks from the Quad Cities that be chiming in. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I might have missed you on the alarm right there. I'll have to get you next time. Just double up. My fault. Anyway, that was RC Raider in the Quad Cities. And thank you so much for that call. And, yeah, I'm not sure about a stadium chance. I, I don't really think that you have to worry about that in Las Vegas. Uh, I don't recall any at the Coliseum like you were saying. Uh, I, I just uh, The only thing I remember is, like, defense. Defense or it's third down or, you know, something like that. And that's really all I remember. As far as Derek Carr goes, um, he's frustrated a lot of fans, you know, but I'll say this and I've said it multiple times. He's the guy for 2020. And I think he's the best option and gives the best chance for the Raiders to win in 2020, even though I was a guy that wanted to see someone else brought in, you know, really did. I still even said if the Raiders bring someone else in, he'll still be the best guy for 2020. So I think Derek Carr will have an opportunity, especially with everything he's got around him, to make something happen. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Next up, I got a text. And before I get to that text, I got to sound the alarm one time. Got a text from Mike from London. He says, AQ, it's Mike all the way from London. And believe me, the Bears fans didn't like me. I've hit you up on Twitter, but I'm a new booty. I listened to your interview on Locked On NFL, and I wanted to voice my opinion on the question you were asked on how Ruggs fits with Carr and the Raiders. I think a lot of people are missing the fact he ran deep routes on only 13% of his routes, one of the least of the top receivers in the class. He's at his most dangerous taking those underneath routes, such as slants to the house with his game-breaking speed, and I think Carr's ball placement on those throws being so good will allow him to thrive by hitting him in stride and letting him take off straight away. He'll also be perfect for when we do decide to take a shot downfield and keep defenses honest and out of the box, helping everybody else at the same time. Also, how worried are you about his injury? Cheers, Q. Love what you do. Keeps me going during the lockdown. Again, it's Mike from London. Mike, thank you so much for that text. Very detailed text, and I appreciate it, and I think you're spot on. And what I was trying to tell them on Locked On NFL is exactly what you just said. I just think that you said it better. 
Uh, I said that he'll do the slants. He'll do the crossing routes. I mean, he's really good at creating separation, but not in a, in a you know, deep, deep type of shot. Now, he's got the speed to, to take the top off the defense as well, and so I think that they're going to have to just run him deep a few times just to keep the defense honest, but you're right. I do think that the slants and the, and the crossing routes and, and those kind of patterns are what he's really going to benefit from, the bubble screens and be able to just get, get loose, you know, do some of those uh, wiggle moves. And so uh, excited about that. And I'm not 100% concerned about his injury right now, but what I will say about it is the same thing I said on ESPN Central Texas on Tuesday about it. I don't really know if he punctured his thigh by helping someone move and, and the story that his dad told. It just, you know, there's certain stories that are told in sports, just like Darren McFadden when he was a member of the Cowboys, he slipped he slipped on the, on the pool or on the deck around the pool trying to save his cell phone from going in the pool and he fell and like broke his elbow or something like that. Uh, those kind of stories I always find fishy and feel like it's some kind of tomfoolery that they got going on. And you know what I mean? They just don't want to tell the real story. There was a baseball player or one of the Texas Rangers. He, oh, Derek Holland. That was him. He fell down the stairs. This is what he says. He fell down the stairs because he got tangled up in the, in the uh, steps with his dog and he fell and he like hurt himself. You know what I mean? Just stories like that. They could all be real. I just don't buy them all. So, I mean, I guess that kind of lets you know what I think about his injury. But I don't think that it's it's very, very serious. I think it's just one of those things. And, and hopefully he'll be right. You know, it's one of those that someone said, uh, said, I forget if they tweeted at me or something, but they said the Raiders just can't have nothing nice. So they just can't have nice things. And, you know, you start to see your first round draft pick, the guy that you think is going to be a stud wide receiver. All of a sudden he looks like he's going to be banged up and, uh, you know, has a puncture in his thigh. I mean, that just none of that even sounds right. But again, that's just kind of my thoughts on that. Thank you, Mike, for chiming in all the way from London. And thank you for being a new booty. Next up. Got a call from Raul in Seattle. He's calling to talk about the issues that are going on in the country, how we need to focus on George Floyd, and really think about the man in his 8 minutes and 48 seconds that took his life tragically. Very, very emotional call from Rahul. Hey, Q. This is uh, Rahul from Seattle. Uh, you know, I sent you some pictures about uh, the effects of the looting uh, after uh, the protests in, in, in my hometown or a town I live in now, which is Bellevue, Washington suburb of uh, Seattle, but, you know, I, I think I think we need to really focus on, on George Floyd himself, and, you know, what do I know about this man? I know eight minutes, and that eight minutes has got to be the worst eight minutes that any human being can go through, to be slowly killed by the police. This is not, this is a human tragedy, and... You know, I heard my I heard my eight year old son, you know, doing the chant. What's his name? George Floyd. And uh you know it's a, it's a terrible thing in this country that anyone can do this to anyone, especially a cop. Especially surrounded by police and civilians are trying to intervene and police were actively stopping them from saving a man's life. It's just, it makes, it makes no sense. And I don't know, I know it happened, you know, a week ago, but it's, you know, you just think about those eight minutes. I don't know. 
One love to Raider Nation. And I just hope that being a Raider somehow, you know, helps us. And I know as a team, we've always been at the forefront of civil rights and human rights and people rights. And I just want us to always be that team. One love. Great call right there from my guy Rahul in Seattle, and uh, thank you for that call. Thank you for you know the emotions, you know I, the emotions, the raw, uncut emotions. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, I I don't mind you being a you know a, a guy that doesn't mind you know breaking down because it's so overwhelming. I mean, I, I think that that's where we are right now as a country. I think everyone on the inside is probably breaking down. I appreciate you bringing the the emotion to the table, and and you know the thing about it, this is something that I wanted to do on the radio. And I would do it on the podcast, but this one, it wouldn't work because it's supposed to be short anyway. But just think about this. And I was going to do it on the radio and I was going to just have dead air, which is the worst thing you could ever do on radio. I was going to do that for eight minutes and 48 seconds, basically challenge people to, you know, don't turn the radio, sit there, maybe pull over and park and just sit there for eight minutes and 48 seconds. Try to hold your breath. I mean, you you know, you're not going to hold your breath for eight minutes, and 48 seconds, but try to hold your breath as long as you can. And think about how painful and how tough that becomes. Now double down and, and think about someone's knee in your neck that's really cutting your circulation off. And then you'll kind of be able to put yourself in the shoes of George Floyd. Again, you'll never be in the shoes of him and you'll never be able to feel exactly what he felt for the last few minutes of his life. But I thought about that. I thought about doing that on the radio and just taking like an eight minute, 48 second second segment and just saying, hey, I challenge you. Stay here eight minutes and 48 seconds and see how long that feels of dead silence and act like you you can't breathe. Now, I know Nickelodeon did that and it didn't go over really well because that's a kid's network and probably wasn't the best idea, but the intentions were good. So uh, definitely appreciate it, man. And like I said, uh, your emotions uh, really said it all. I probably didn't even have to say anything after hearing your emotions. So thank you so much for that. Just got a couple more to get to, and then we'll be done for today's show. Got another text, Raider Al in Georgia. Hey Q, thanks for touching on today's events. I know it's a football show, but society just can't keep sweeping this under the rug till next time. You have a platform, so thanks for using it. Shout out to the nation who asked about us old school vets, and I'm still here, not going nowhere. Q, we have four primetime games. My question is why? Is it Vegas? That's Raider Al in Georgia. And Raider Al, off top, thank you for sending that commemorative uh, Coors Lights can to me. The, the Raiders 2020 inaugural season in Vegas can. I got that in my collection now. I definitely appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, four primetime games. A lot of it has to do with Vegas. They want to show off that new stadium, want to show off the NFL in Las Vegas. And the other thing is the team has a chance to be really good. You know, when John Gruden took over, the, the whole goal, even though a lot of Raider fans, including myself, didn't want to hear it, the whole goal was to be a really good team by the time they touched down in Vegas. Nobody wanted to hear that, but that was what people that have been covering the league for many, 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 many moons said that that was the goal, to break it all down and have it ready in prime time for Vegas. So, yeah, the NFL is going to take advantage of putting a, a city in Vegas and giving them a, or having them ha- uh, have a brand-new stadium. Absolutely. Four primetime games has a lot to do with Vegas, a lot. And I don't expect, as, as long as they continue to, to play well and continue to improve, I think they'll continue to have a lot of primetime games moving forward because the NFL wants to get their money's worth as far as that stadium goes. Final call of the show comes from Vader Raider. You want to talk about a, a Locked On Raider podcast OG? How about Vader Raider in the 303? He's calling in to talk about what he saw on Twitter over the weekend with Raider fans going back and forth at each other over what happened with George Floyd. Very emotional call in a different form of emotions from Vader Raider in the 303. Q, Raider Nation. It's Vader 
Raider. I got to get something off my chest because I'm absolutely horrified and I'm pissed, okay? On Twitter over the weekend, I saw uh, some threads that absolutely disgusted me and horrified me. I saw, <laughs> I saw some of our, and I'm going to say it, white members, okay, and even some of our Latino members going after other members of color, okay, namely, namely black Raider fans, okay. I don't know, Raider Nation, if you're out, if any of you are out there and if you, you know, you go on Twitter and everything, but if you can find it, it'll disgust you. I'm going to tell you something right now. This fan base does not know any kind of color or creed, nationality, sexual orientation, any of that. We are one fan base filled with beautiful people that come together for one common cause. And that is to root for the silver and black. I'm sorry. It absolutely, absolutely disgusted me. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, that we would have so much hate in this world that we would throw our football, you know, allegiances aside just so we could insult somebody because of, you know, because of the looting and the rioting and everything else. Take that out of it. I'm sorry. It has no place here. It has no place in our fan base. Absolutely not. Raider Nation, if you see this, you got to act. You got to, you know, we can't have this in our fan base. I don't know about other fan bases, and quite frankly, I don't care because I belong to the greatest fan base in professional sports on the face of the planet. So we need to not be divided like this. We need to make sure, if you see this, you got to say something and you got to do something. I mean, I'm just absolutely horrified by it. And, you know, I just I just wanted to say it, Raider Nation, i got to get it off my chest. I'm sorry, but you know what? This is one fan base, one love. Let's come together in support of George Floyd and his family and support of, you know, getting those cops arrested and done away with. <laughs> I got my own feelings on that, but I won't share them. But anyway, Raider Nation, I love y'all. I love y'all. I I love y'all for your, for who you are and your Raider fan first. Vader Raider, out. Vader Raider in the 303, letting his feelings be heard right there. And I definitely appreciate you, my man. And look, this is the deal. Hate is just real. Hate is bad. And it's something that needs to be addressed and fixed before anything's going to get better. Everything that's going on right now, a lot of people are having the conversation and doing this and doing that. That is good. But... What action does it lead to, and is it going to spark change? Now, it's just something feels different about this than what we saw back in 92 or the other countless things that we've seen over the years on video. I heard one person say, well, this is different because it's on video. We've been seeing video since 92. We've been seeing video. But I think with the pandemic, double down with that, and just everything that's going on, I feel like the country as at a whole is just like, well, damn it, there's enough of this. It's enough. What can we all do as a society? And I, I really salute everyone out there who wants to do something to make some kind of change. Now, as far as Raider fans going at each other that just don't, you know, don't get it and, and you know, how they were just kind of going at each other. Look, there's going to be people that believe one thing and people that believe the other. I mentioned the other day how many Twitter followers I lost just because I retweeted something that, you know, was about 
anything that didn't have to do with the Raiders. You know what I mean? Like, I've had people tell me, well, you just need to talk about football. You need to talk about sports. I've had the stick to sports email or the stick to sports tweet or that stuff. I'm just, you know, I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going to do it when I do it, and I'm going to do it how I do it. And that's what it is, you know. And so this is not something, it's not a platform where I'm going to, you know, have people just going back and forth at each other and firing off and talking trash at each other and throwing mud against the wall. I'm not going to do that, but I do appreciate, you know, I appreciate the emotions from Rahul. I appreciate the emotions from Vader Raider. I appreciate Raider Al chiming in. You know, my man Freddie Fox hit me up on Twitter. I appreciate all the folks that have chimed in and said, you know what? That was something you had to talk about. Hell, I did a three-hour show on Monday on ESPN Central Texas. Three hours about that. Told everyone off top, it's probably going to be a different show. You might not like it. might not be your cup of tea, but this is what it is. So it wasn't easy, but we got through it. So uh, that's all I got for you today. I still got a couple more calls I wanted to get to, but I'm running short on time. So we'll definitely get to them on Thursday's show. Definitely appreciate everyone chiming in. Appreciate everyone trying to love on each other and try to get to a healing place because that's what we need to do. Respect everyone. Really, law enforcement, you know, military always show a lot of love to the military, always show a lot of love to the law enforcement because, again, they have a hell of a job and 99.9% of them are great. Unfortunately, that's a that's a field that 100% of them need to be great. And it's very hard to do. I get it. So uh, Raider Nation, do what you do. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself. Be safe. We'll talk again on Thursday. As always, Raider Nation, just win, baby.